congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, the queen of romance. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. I love it when Rachel comes to visit from Amarillo. Same thing. How many hours? Tom's got his mouth full of cookie right now, so he can't participate. <laughs> it's not very far. It's only an hour and a half, two hours. Oh, that's not yeah, far. Yeah, it's not, it's not far. We will be hazing Tom today for our entertainment. Nice. <laughs> he deserves <laughs> we it. We didn't haze him enough yesterday. <laughs> no, we did not. We enjoy the hazing. So what is this about nipple belts? What? Okay, so the book that I, I guess currently am reading, it's about Ed Gein. Because Oh, the Mr. Lampshade Boy. Yes. And there are some really good descriptions in the book, so I'll have to finish it. But I think one of the best descriptions was he had some, I'll use the word upholstered, but that's not the right word, but we'll call it that, chairs. And they talked about one side being smooth because it was skin, but then when you touch the underside, because it still had the fat attached, you what could the feel fuck? the bumps of... <laughs> it's... Taken out, out of context, that's like... And, and just just for context, we do need this. Ed Gein was a serial killer. Yes. Was he? Who made yes. Fur- yes. furniture? He dug up a lot of dead bodies. Well, yeah, two. but he also killed people, too. I think he killed at least seven, if not more. But I uh, see I'm only partway through. I'm going to Google. I should And then, he, and then he created a, <laughs> From a bunch of things like a lampshade with human skin and... Human skulls yeah. um, he made into bowls that he would yeah. eat out of, mm-hmm. um, a nipple belt, um, masks that he kind of, and then he would wear. He also had a vest made of a woman's chest. And yeah. I think what you remember most about Ed Gein's horrors is uh, what says a lot about you as a person. Like you seem to remember the nipple belts the most. Well, listen. I remember the face masks. Mine's you, the lampshades. Yeah. The yeah. chairs will will forever be in my mind. Well, I don't think I, I knew fair, about the chairs until yeah, right now. To be and fair, I this is my first time hearing about that. Yeah, there's a lot more in there, so I really need to finish it and then Can give a full review. Send a screenshot <clears throat> of this of the book. Yeah, yeah. To the group text yeah. so that some of us can read it. Well, and it's also... you fucked us up with the Robert Brudella one. Oh my God, Rachel! Rachel's this... the one that Rachel's oh, a good God. recommender. <laughs> Whoever the dude is that read that book should be ashamed of himself for ever attempting to read an audiobook. He was the worst audiobook narrator, the guy from the Robert Bradella one, yeah, that I, I have ever heard in my entire life. I didn't do the audio. I did the... Didn't either. Yeah. Reading it was fine. His pronunciation was the most embarrassing. Um, what was the word I was telling you guys that he he kept saying wrong? How do you say torture? Escape. Wrong? Oh. She was tr- he was trying to escape. Uh, Everything was escape. Yuck. I don't like that. Well, the other <sighs> interesting thing, the reason that I wanted to, re- well, Ed Gein's a Midwesterner, so. gotta Wisconsin, love isn't he, it? Yeah, he and Dom are both are Wisconsin, and Gacy was Chicago area, yeah. and BTK's Kansas. We got so, ourselves some twisted uh-huh. fuckers up there, man. Well, but I love the fictional characters that, in part, were based on Ed Gein, at least, again, part Wasn't of that them. Buffalo Bill? So Buffalo yep. Bill has, they pulled from Gein and Bundy and some other um, Kind of gave, gave a super a super villain out of those guys. But yep. also Norman Bates, mm-hmm. Leatherface. Mm-hmm. They they all had pull from Ed Gein. They young. Mm-hmm. So. Ed Gein murdered, he was convicted for murdering two people. Oh, I thought it was more. Well, well I that's think, what he was convicted. That doesn't necessarily mean that's how many he killed. Yeah. That's just what But he, he did dig people up for their skin and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the murder that they actually, that's where I'm at now in the book, that they caught him on is he was suspected. You know, he grew up, he was in this little, little tiny town. And so, you know, things transpired. But when the officers entered the house and it's all dark because there's no electricity in there. And the officer flips on his flashlight and there's this decapitated woman hanging from the raft, you know, the the ceiling by her feet with like a a rod shoved through her Achilles, like just and there she is hanging, like cut open and I was like, Yep, this is I wish they could see my mouth hanging open right now. This is I I love It's a Sunday morning and this is our conversation. I'm reading the Wikipedia page and this is not an improvement. Thanks, Rachel. 
Hey. Appreciate ya. It, it's better to know your enemies. Yeah, that's very true. He is dead, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, he it was, was kind of old, though. He yes, got he caught was. in 57, I think. And here's my question. Yeah, he was Why make a lampshade out of human skin if you don't have electricity? What's the fucking point? He was just trying to be Decor. economical and use all pieces. Yes. I guess. Yeah. See? Decor Maybe and he efficiency. was going to have his own um, craft booth at the at the craft fair. I mean, how many times have we joked around about, you know, using the skull of our enemies for coffee yeah. cups? Yeah, he I guess we kind of did it. Yeah. He would eat pork and beans out of them. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to eat out of a skull, you know, at least eat something. Well, if he was poor, pork, pork and, and beans. beans, come on now. Some people like pork and beans. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Well, you couldn't get anything too sloppy because it'd come out the eye holes. Well, so, not if you put it in the bot. Well, of course, the bottom. There really is no bottom. I think he sawed you off have the to, top, and just and but the it was just part a shallow of the human skull mm-hmm. does not have. Oh, I see what you're he saying. He sawed the. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Was so that your cranium? Your like cranium. That. The top. I almost thought you said Ukrainian. Um, <laughs> cranium. Your cranium. I I could do some Speaking research. Speaking of I'm Ukrainian, sure. guess who got impeached this week? <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> she what said impeach <laughs> with some beavis and butthead <laughs> uh, okay well, let's change that subject again it had to be said though you guys it's it's historical that's true i mean you can't not mention it on a day like today because we're going to look back at this years later and it'll be the most important moment of 2019 because we're almost at the end here we're almost at the end of a decade can you believe that shit the most important or the stupidest the stupidest yeah stupidest the fact that we're in this situation is the stupidest but didn't boris johnson get reelected too yeah so i guess we're not the only stupid idiots in the world Telling you, we're turning into that movie, Idiocracy. Yes, we are. Oh, every time I watch it, it makes me afraid for the future. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch the news, I feel afraid for the future. I've stopped Ooh. doing that. It wasn't worth it to me. Oh, what, watching the news? Yeah. yeah Just well, don't forget yeah. them plants need those electrolytes. That is don't true, forget do. them windmills going to give you cancer. I'm clearly missing something. Have, Have you, you ever, ever watched it? No. Idiocr- oh. uh, you need to watch it. But that's what I just said actually came out of the mouth of the United States president. Oh. <laughs> Not in that accent, clear, clearly. But. <laughs> well, no. Because when you, you could tweet- do better if you tried. Yeah, but I'm not going to because once I go down that rabbit hole, there'll be no coming back. And then I'll do it all the time. Do and people not. People will not speak to me. So I'm not doing I won't it. speak to you. You see? I would I'm find sticking it very with my redneck. My redneck, that's my go-to accent, and I'm going to go there. It's all enjoyable. So. Oh, that's why I haven't seen Idiocracy. Okay. Why? I kind of am afraid to do my British. Say it's too old, aren't you? Came out in 2006, then I probably wasn't allowed. Oh, go sit outside. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was on Netflix for a while, and they took it off. I need to see if it's on, like, Hulu or something. Because I really want to watch it. Maybe again. they just moved it to the documentary section. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. This is now a true statement. That's yeah. right. You have to tell us about what you were planning to bring us for our non-Christmas gifts. Oh, this that's the anti-Christmas. Anti-Christmas yeah. gifts. So, I was going to get Alyssa a Bible because love. And for Vani, I couldn't decide if I just wanted to get you a wheel of cheese or fried cheese. Uh, so there's that's that. torture. I, yes. Because I would go home and eat it anyways and just... Not leave my house for two days. And then for Martha, a good solid gift card to Bath and Body Works for all the says Christ. I'd switch with you. That is just mean, Rachel. Aren't they really good, though? You got, really you got your anti-religious out. gift. You got your lactose intolerant your gift. gift. And you have your anti-fragrance <laughs> gift. What are we going to get you? Um, what would be the anti-gift for Rachel? Well, a cat, since I'm extremely <laughs> allergic. <laughs> I am very allergic to cats, and they just generally make me uncomfortable. So next so, year, it's uh, catnip? So a cat coffee cup. 
The yes. Yeah. That's sure that says crazy cat lady. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be hilarious. So then people ask you about your cat. Uh, now, I do want it noted on the record. I did not purchase those gifts. Instead, <laughs> I got nice gifts. Yes, instead yes. she brought us Italian truffles. Which I look will delicious. Eat all of these this week for sure. And the really good part is there are some dark chocolate ones in here because I don't eat milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. And then my husband can eat the other ones. I'm going to eat all of these by myself. <laughs> See, now you've enabled us. Of course. I'm not sad. It is the end of the year. And so all of our start until New Year's first. resolutions for our For me, they don't start eating. till the third. Why are you starting the third? Oh, because your my birthday. birthday is on the second and I'm not oh, dieting on my birthday. Where are we going for your birthday? I don't know. What are we doing? For I need to know whether or not I need to start my diet the day after. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're having this conversation. Well, yes, well, I can. Yeah, no, we kind of had it last year, listen, too. Yeah. No, New, Year, no New Year's resolutions till the third. Hey, I am a skinny obese. My body fat percentage is extremely high for my weight. Mm. If you put me in a swimming pool, I float like a fucking cork. <laughs> you do no, know and that's I'm not because kidding. of the salt content of our bodies? <laughs> the fat content of a our A combination bodies, right? of those two things makes me impossible to sink. I'm I'm a hundred and forty pounds. She's the unsinkable Martha Steele. Exactly. Instead of Molly Brown, it's the unsinkable Martha Steele. I feel like if we tried hard, where's the nearest pool? Let's see what we can do. The I pool in my apartment complex is open I all year. I think I just pop there right you back go. up, you guys. There I'm you serious. We the minute you let go of me, I'm pool. just going to go. Be, it could be like a contest. We could all take like, <laughs> we could all take bets on how many stones it would take to sink Martha. There you go. Well, you know, I do have a lot of rocks in my garage. So you don't even have to go out. Get your rocks. Since I happen to be a geology complex. freak and a collector. <laughs> I'm sure no one would have an issue with this. Right? Just get I mean, one of those big geodes. Rachel and Tom stayed with me, and they didn't even get a tour of my rocks. I I feel bad. I've been to your house several times, and I've never gotten a tour of your rocks either. Oh my god, really? Really? I got to see the books though. <gasps> she, I cleaned out my bookshelf. I haven't even seen your bookshelf. I cleaned my house, you guys. You'll get to see it next weekend. I didn't mean to spark bad feelings. We're gonna have our end of the year. Our end of the year um, episode is going to take place at my house. Oh, that's cool. So we're going to do a party and invite all the book girls. It's going to be so fun. Including our listeners. because We need to discuss whether place. or not we need a designated driver. We do. Either that or um, sleeping bags. Because <laughs> I live in the fucking sticks. But I'm thinking we should make Tyler I'm drive you guys home. I'm thinking we convince Tyler to come and then just drive us back. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Please ask your son. I'd let him take my car. Or Kaylee. I mean, my car. Well, his well, car I think we is, should invite all, all, the, all the kids. Her car and is, then, or Tyler's car is broken right now, so then he would have a car for the evening. He would like that. And then he could just come get me. I think we do need a designated driver. <laughs> I think so, too. Because we're going to get... I mean, considering how wasted we got for it is going to be an amazing <laughs> podcast. Well, that I was, was thinking, so you know, up here we only have four microphones, mm-hmm. but I own my own board, and, and we, we all, all own our own microphones. microphones. So I was like, hey, we could just make it a party. Mm-hmm. So everybody has to come out to the sticks, and we'll talk about we'll, our best we books might of have the year. To bring some white wine. We're going to have to bring several white wines. I don't know if Martha's going to have white wine. Yeah, we don't have a lot of white wine. It's mostly red. That's okay. We'll bring our own. We have homemade beer and homemade cider. Homemade hard cider at my like house. Cider. He's making cider he now? He made cider from our apple tree this year. <laughs> it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> the alcohol content in that We should stuff start is like... recording like halfway through... And by the end no, of the I recording, the progression we'll all be will be trashed. funnier. If we start in the beginning, we'll all be sober. And by the end of the hour, we'll all be completely, completely fucked up. And, we, and we're going to have all the book girls, Kayla and Jessica, and the whore in the corner will be there. Yay! He hasn't been around in a while. Or hazing of Garrett. I haven't gotten to record with the whore in the corner in a long time. Yeah. Probably in like a, a year. Yep. It has been a while. Jessica and I don't get to record together very often. 
Because we're in the same rotation loop. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> I bought Vani a first edition of Pillars of the Earth last night at Half Price Books because... Because I love Kindle. It yes. was a beautiful looking book. It was. I couldn't believe it. It's very, very great price mm-hmm. for that book. Now find me all the other ones. Yeah, that might be a little more problematic, but I'll keep my eyes open. Ball it's all giant. about the treasure hunt. When you're looking for books that are not new books that you want a first edition of, it's like Christmas every time you find one. It's like the ultimate treasure hunt to find a first edition copy a first of a edition favorite book. I first edition for Alyssa last time I went to a book sale. She did. The Historian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. It's my favorite. See, I think that's where I'm different from... A lot of people, the books on my bookshelf haven't been read yet. Ninety-nine <laughs> percent. There are very few books that I hang on to to read again because I'm all about read and donate, read and donate. That's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. what I and do. I'm about read from the library and then purchase if I love it. Yeah. See, I, I'm a I'm a buyer because I love the feeling of either trading in a book so somebody else gets to enjoy it or donating it somewhere where somebody else can maybe otherwise couldn't have purchased it brand new, gets a nice copy of a book for cheap and can enjoy it. Are we going to talk about books or what? Because I got to take my dog to go see Santa. Oh. Not only am I taking my dog, my Who son is going with me. Who takes dog to see Santa? Come on now. Is Santa the do- a dog? We're taking, Do they sniff each other's butts? We're taking five dogs to go see Santa. Where at? And um, the <laughs> Pet Smart. Sorry. The Pet Smart and more. <laughs> Okay. We're going to go. They'll have like a little section. My son's taken all four of his dogs and I'm going to take Echo. If you're going to take your kid to see Santa, I took my son to see Santa one time and only to get a picture of him screaming his head off while sitting on (laughs) Santa's lap. (laughs) Because I don't believe in forcing your kids to sit on strangers' laps. I mean, that's just weird. Mm -hmm. Hmm. When Tyler was little, he would only sit on Santa's lap if I did. So I have a picture of me and Tyler (laughs) sitting on Santa's lap. I have a picture of Dylan reaching forward, straining with all his might to get away from the strange pedo (laughs) whose lap he's sitting on. And I think that's just classic. Did I ever tell you what my mom used to tell us when she when we were little? Hmm. And um, she used to tell us that she was going to wait up for Santa Claus because it was unacceptable that a um, man was going to come into a woman of a house full of three women, four women, and she was going to wait up with her shotgun and shoot Santa Claus when he came down the chimney. Your, Your mom great. is such <laughs> a nice person. <laughs> She used to also tell us that um, she was going to shoot the Easter Bunny if she found any kind of um, eggshells or rabbit poop anywhere. So I'd always wake. And I mean, I believed her. I would wake up early and scour the house and make sure that there was no signs of the Easter Bunny. God dang, your mother's evil. Around before she before I woke her up. That is so wrong. Because I was afraid that. And you thought I was a bad mother for not letting my son sit on a strange man's lap. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I would just say, if they I just don't want to sit, I just I mean, did it the one trust... time. And he never asked to go see him, ever. He well, never asked. And shouldn't you trust your kid's instinct, too, if they're like, yeah. I don't want to sit on that person's lap and be real close to certain things? And be like, okay, yeah, yeah. stand in front of him, it's yeah. fine. Like, <laughs> I would appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Let's Speaking not of... even get started about those people in those creepy bunny suits. Oh, God, yes. I have a picture of uh, me on an Easter bunny's lap, and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't even know what was in there. Yeah. It was probably used mm. uh, in the off-season as a furry. <laughs> probably. That's probably who it was. <laughs> don't get out your black lights. <laughs> so it's almost Christmas, ladies. Sure. Yes. So what kind of book gifts are we giving this year? Bonnie? Book gifts? Reviews. Oh, oh, um, well, I did do a Christmas theme book because I love my Because theme you're the only one that wanted to do the theme and I'm like, fuck. Excuse you. <laughs> okay, so I'm the only one that didn't participate in the theme. I Rachel did didn't know Rachel, about the theme, Rachel I'm didn't guessing. know and I just <laughs> well, chose not to know. That and I only would have done it if it was Christmas and murder. Because I'm all about murder. Yeah, murder. Yeah, but yeah. we saw that true crime book yesterday at Half Price Books. That's true. We but did. My book was about Christmas and murder. See, Vonnie knows okay, what she's doing. Okay, Vonnie. Sock it to us, baby. So my review this week is Hark the Herald's Angel Scream. 
And it is a bunch of short stories. <laughs> and Rachel's eyes just went, bing! It's edited by Christopher Golden, which I've read one of his books on the podcast oh, before. yeah. So I kind of had an idea of, like, what it was going to be. Um, and it's 18 stories of horror with Christmas as the background setting. And some of the stories were not that good, but some of them were really good. Most of them were, almost all of them were like fantasy or like possessed toys and stuff. There was only one that would be like a true crime kind of short story, which is actually one of my favorites. It was called Yankee Swap and a guy had kidnapped- Yankee what? Yankee Swap. And, he, and the guy had kidnapped a bunch of people that had wronged him in some way and tied them up and they were playing Yankee Swapped. And all of the gifts were different ways for him to kill them. I love I it. Love it too. It was awesome. And then, <laughs> this is it, right? Yes. Okay. And there was a couple more that were like um, possessed toys that were good. There was one about a geo pet that were. It was. Um, they had altered the DNA and it like downloaded data, like a maybe it was called Neopet. Anyways, it was a pet that was like a that electronic like, pet downloaded apps but it was a real animal and then it started it would get spam so then it would start asking you if you wanted to buy specific things from your browsing history on your computer but the animal was real but the animal was real now that's it was creepy like, as fuck it was like a puppy that he got his kids for Christmas and then it had gotten hacked and it just started swearing all the time <laughs> would say I, I need to go out fuck face <laughs> And that one was a really friggin' good one. I can hear my dog now. Take me out, you bitch. (laughs) Oh my fucking God, you're gonna get in the shower right now. (laughs) Can you not see I wanna eat here? Like, dude. Fucking starving. (laughs) If you don't take me out, I'm gonna eat even more poop this time. Uh, (laughs) Bonnie's dog's a poop eater. That's so disgusting, dude. It is, but I don't know how to make her stop. I think we need a, a book girl outreach here to tell us how to get your dog from eating poop. Yes. But poop eating had nothing to do with my book, just no. FYI. <laughs> my sister has a book, though, called Why Does My Dog Do That? Uh, I will have her look that oh, up. Seriously. I tried to Google it and see, but it, it just talks about like dogs eating their own poop. But Echo doesn't eat her own poop. She eats other dogs' poop when oh I'm walking God, her. So will she eat her own? No, she doesn't eat her own. <gasps> she doesn't like her own food. She wants to taste other people's food. Yeah. Apparently. Anyways. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so um, this was a fun palate cleanser from what I usually read. My very this sad. This doesn't sound sad at all. <laughs> it's not sad of one bit. <laughs> it's not sad. People just get killed a little. It's just a little mayhem. Creepy freaking pets. I would not suggest this for kids because there's a couple that are a little. There's nothing like sexual in any of them. And it's not like rapey or anything. But there's a couple of the possessed toys that don't do. Like things that you would probably want your kids to read about. Mm. And, you know, the swearing smart pets was probably (laughs) not a good thing for your kids to read. (laughs) Sort of like when somebody hacks your uh, nanny cam and there's some asshole in the background going, hey, your parents hate you or whatever they were saying to those uh, little kids recently. What? Did, that did was, you see that on the news? No. no. I skip all the stories about yeah, stuff. Somebody it was, hacked, a, somebody it was used, a ring system. Yeah. Their ring Their ring system. doorbell system. Somebody hmm. hacked it. So they were talking to the kids in the house. Their little girl. Dang. What's your name? Yeah. That's scary. It was, That's creepy. Yeah, that actually happened. That's newsworthy. That is creepy. So, yeah, I can see how that would creep people out reading about possessed pets. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the damn Google and Alexa. Like, yeah. Get hey, wiretap. What's like, the temperature? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, government officials. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I know I read a lot of books about murder this month, but I didn't talk about it out loud, so it's fine. 
hey, don't <laughs> acknowledge it. And then... <laughs> Hi, FBI. <laughs> like I said, I've said this before. I'm screwed anyway. I work for the government. So. <laughs> and you're a serial killer freak. Love it. Like I said, know your enemies. Yes. So that was called Hark the Heralds, Angels Scream. And it's edited by Christopher Golden. I believe there's a bunch of different authors, so I'm not going to sit here and name them off. No, the but... editor's good enough. We'll be able to find it that way. So, yeah, that's my Christmas theme palette cleansing book from my very sad books. Okay. It was cold. Like, I can't drink it too fast or I'm going to brain freeze. Well, this has got the old uh, Frappuccino. Drinking coffee for the first time this year. <laughs> yep. It has to be a foo-foo drink for her to drink coffee, so. This is the only coffee drink I've ever drank and liked in my entire life. We'll get you. We'll get you drinking coffee. I can have dairy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> good I used to drink those a lot when I was working um, two jobs. when I Because I, I would leave one job and I would go get one of those and drink it like as my dinner before I went to go to work at my second job. And... I didn't realize at the time that how lactose intolerant I was. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, there were some nights that I was definitely puckering up my butt cheeks to make it home. <laughs> <laughs> that drive to, that 30-minute drive home was really long. Officer, I really did shit my car seat, so that's hey, why I was speeding. Let's call it what it is, too. A lot of police officers, and I won't name any names, <clears throat> Dad. Um <laughs> have been there and <laughs> they should know better you're like listen i'm in this situation they should know it's like can, can you wait to pull me over until i'm at my house you and can follow just, me it's fine yeah just stay there for a second i'll be right back promise take my driver's license thank god my dad doesn't listen. <laughs> not that he would care but i'm telling you years on the road you get a seasoned officer, they would be like, you go on your way. Go. I got you. I understand. Do you need Completely. a police escort? <laughs> there were some times I thought I did. Book girls, you have just discovered a way to get out of a ticket. <laughs> but gotta officer, be legit, though. Really gotta yeah. go. <laughs> At least you're not in the boat. I used to work with um, a girl. She worked... Um, on like our crisis unit. So they were up and I mean, we just drank tons and tons of coffee. But one day her barista was like, are you okay? Because she would go in and she was this little tiny slate girl and she would get like the biggest Americano she could with extra shots. And she's like, if there's any room, just top it with hot water. And so she, every day, multiple times a day. And she came into work one day and she said, my barista thinks I have a problem and I don't appreciate it. Like, that's when you know it's gone over, so. Yeah, I have to say that I have many times had that conversation with the person that I've ordered my coffee from because I take six or seven shots of espresso. Are you okay? With no water or anything. That's how I drink it. Oh, my God. And they say, how many? I seriously have woken up late before and not had time to drink coffee and I will just take a couple of scoops of coffee grounds and eat them <gasps> and wash it down with some water. What the fuck is wrong with you? Because hey, I have to have that what caffeine. What do you think chocolate covered espresso beans are, man? Oh, that's, that's true. Good Those shit. are delicious. I just grab the Maxwell House and just... Do you like stick it in your... Like, like... <laughs> no, I chew it and stuff. Oh, I mean, you man. chew it and then that's you... That's good shit. Just drink some water mm, and it's... Mm, mm, mm. Although you're right, if you put some Hershey syrup in there, I mean, it's no different than a no. chocolate-covered espresso yeah. bean. No. So. <laughs> you take a scoop of Folgers, you put some espresso <laughs> or some chocolate syrup, and you just, I'm good. I mean, you could top some ice cream with that. I think oh, you're on to something. Yeah. That's delicious. Well, I will tell you, though, that um, you know how they tell you, you know, like, if it looks like there's coffee grounds in your poop, you might be bleeding somewhere. Like, no, it's just coffee grounds. <laughs> Promise. It's actual coffee it's grounds. This is stressing my heart out. My heart is like, couldn't take that. I mean, if I have to go to work, I might as well enjoy it. But maybe I'll yeah. take some of the grounds and like stick them in my mouth next time. Well, well, yeah. You got a little something in your teeth right now. Yeah, it's on the other side. Yeah. That's bad. I got extremely offended when my dad came a couple weeks ago. He had been to this little shop and he bought all these candied pecans and stuff. Well, he has this single bag. And I said, what is that? 
And he said, it's chocolate-covered coffee beans. And I said, hmm, um, did you get a bag? Is that your bag? And he said, well, yeah, and I've been eating on it. And I said, you know, it's really <laughs> insensitive of you to do those types of things. And he left the bag where he left. <laughs> he didn't eat any more of them, and he left the bag. That is a good dad. But no, I was just like, good. I am deeply offended that you didn't buy me any. And he's like, well... I, you know, I w- <laughs> how do you not know me better than this dad? Yeah. And his excuse was like, well, listen, I was like driving from Florida. It was like a 23 hour drive. And I'm like, way to think of only yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should probably move along. Uh, I read Stocking Stuffers by Aaron McClellan. And this is a Christmas themed romance. Yay. Stocking Stuffers. 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 Yeah. Ooh. Well, that sounds like a pornographic Christmas romance. It's like baby. I've never reviewed a book before. <laughs> of course that's what it's about. Okay. <laughs> quick, right. but very, quick but very important question. Do they make condoms that look like um, stockings? Santa? Stockings. Yes, Santa. Anything like that. I feel it. Christmas condoms? Hey, you might have a marketing. Yeah, think about the jingle bells. You know, did the jingle bells be on the bottom? Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> like Great. a timing mechanism to make sure. <laughs> I feel so festive. Okay, they do have Christmas condoms. What? Yes, they have some that look like snowmen. <laughs> I really want to see. <laughs> And you can buy them on Amazon. Yes. <laughs> now those are stocking stuffers. <laughs> oh my god, I love them. <laughs> Hopefully his little face is on the head because otherwise that would be. Let's go to have a really weird looking. Let me go to Amazon and see lips. if they have more pictures. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry, I love started yet. <laughs> I love romance books, but I had to ask. <laughs> okay, Alyssa. With my friend, I was like, "Do I want to do that this week?" She's like, yeah. All right. So we'll be quiet. I'll move my head away so you can't see in my face. Okay. So our heroine is Sasha Holiday, and she is the marketing manager for. Lady Robin's Intimate Implements, which is a sex toy shop. And Mm -hmm. she has gone to an inn to do a sex toy party for a romance book club called The Staunchly Raunchies. They only read romance novels. It's a great name for a book club. It is. Yeah. So um, she is, and this is at like this kind of, this cute little inn. It's got all of like. It's very festive, you know, like the tree is up and there are tons of decorations. And Sasha, unlike her last name, hates the holidays. She hates Christmas. A lot of, like, it's not a great time of year for her. Historically, like, she's had some family members die and she doesn't like the reminders of, like, kind of all the bad stuff that happens. Which I get because it's kind of everywhere the holiday is is a trigger for a lot of people and that is a serious thing yeah so she's kind of like i want to get out of here like she's having a good time because it's her job and like she's you know kind of like selling these sex toys and it's fun and she loves her job and she's like i need to get out of this place this is not a great place for me um but unfortunately for her there's a snowstorm and she does not leave in time to get out of the inn because she's got to go up this like big steep incline and it's already iced over and her car can't make it which I feel in my heart because my car is little and sad and has no weight on it so we're not going up any icy hills at all and so one of the other guests is one of the book club members slash inn owners brothers and his name is Perry and he is our hero and he loves Christmas and I love when romance novels pit people against each other who, like, are opposite on, like, a very specific thing. Mm-hmm. So immediately, Sasha and Perry are, like, kind of into each other. She's like, well, I'm going to be stuck here until this shit gets de-iced and, you know, it stops being a blizzard outside. Let's hook up. She's like, I don't want a relationship. I'm interested in that. Let's hook up. And they have a great time. Except 
Harry's a feelings man. Oh, let's talk about our feelings. He's like, he really likes her. He wants to convince her to pursue a relationship. Um, He is unsuccessful. <laughs> oh, poor well, Perry. Well, and here's the thing. So this is a novella, so this all moves like very, very quickly. If it seems like I'm not talking about a lot of plot points, it's because there aren't a lot of plot points because it's a holiday. Tiny, it's a tiny little story. Yeah, it's a holiday novella. I read it yesterday morning. <laughs> um, I did... The author fixed it and corrected it. I wasn't a huge fan. There was kind of like a significant part where, because um, you see things through both of their points of view, where like Perry really wanted to convince her to pursue a relationship. And I wasn't into that because I was like, she said what she wanted and now you're ignoring her. And I don't like it. Yeah, but I don't like that either. The author self-corrected. It turned out fine. He has a conversation with himself. He's like, that's not cool. I need to honor her wishes. It was. It got better. But for a little while, I was like, I'm not happy right now. I don't like this. Um, it was a fun, it was a cute little read. Um, it was really hot. It was good. It was really cute. We diverged so much, I forgot. I like everything. hot. Hot is good. It was really good, yeah. Um, hot is good. Because she's... I mean, because she was doing a sex toy demonstration, they definitely use those to their advantage. You know, I Which is not something you get a lot of romance novels. I actually kind of like lady porn, so I might actually like that. Yeah. Because it sounds like some serious lady porn. There is very minimal feelings, because she's very much like, I don't want them. I like that. I mean, in the end, I will say, because this is a romance novel, and the rule of romance and what makes it a romance is that they do get together at the end. And they do. But... The thing I liked the most, this is, it's not a spoiler. It is, but it's not because it's a romance, so they have to get together. But at the end of the story, I really hate things where they like fall in love very quickly and say they love each other after like a week. Like it drives me up the wall. Even if it's a novella, which is unfair because novellas are very short, but they don't say I love you in the main part of the book. Which I really liked. They don't say it until the epilogue, which takes place a year later. I'm like, I'm so happy right now. Like, that's much more practical and makes much more sense. Like, she didn't just do a 180 overnight and was like, I don't want any feelings to. I love you in three days. Because that's, maybe that happens. But if it does, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. If it does, I'm running away in the uh-huh. other direction. Yeah. Never talking to him again. Yep. It's uh, it's pulling a Ted Mosby and. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Um, but this was a really, really cute book. Like I said, it took me a morning to read. And um, it had lots of holiday cheer in it, which I like. Is there a full length about them? No. No, just a novella. No, it's just a novella. Um, but so that was Stocking Stuffers by Erin McClellan. And she is originally from Oklahoma. <gasps> so I inadvertently supported an Oklahoma author. She lives in Alaska now. So that's okay. But yeah, so she's originally from Oklahoma. So I guess you could consider my book, it does have some winter elements because there's snow. Yeah, okay. so you stuck that's to the close theme. Enough. The only close. one not on theme is Martha then. Uh, yeah, I'm completely off theme. Okay. Uh, well, so I read um, Mean Streak by Sandra Brown. Um, and I kind of stumbled upon this. I was looking for romance books, but she kind of crosses over genres. Like she's in romance, but mystery type. Uh, so I was confused, but, um, but I see why now she's in both. So this book is about, um, a main character, Dr. Emery Charbonneau. Mm-hmm. How you say her name? Yes. Um, and so she's a pediatrician in the novel. She's young, right? But she's an avid runner. And so the the book starts out and she is talking to her husband because um, she's going to be going on this big run. And so she has to do all this training. So she's going um, several hours away to go run through the mountains and do some things for training so that she's well prepared for um, this, uh, this event that she's going to be doing. Well, things don't necessarily go as planned. And she hmm. goes missing. Ooh. But the the unique thing about this is you you get to see everybody's point of view. 
And this book was kind of an emotional roller coaster because certain people I really liked and felt bad for at certain parts, but then other, and then it would shift like in the next chapter. And I'm like, wait, no, there's something wrong with you. And then it would flip again. And I'm like, I don't know who to trust. Ooh. <laughs> like, I don't know what anybody's intentions are. And so it just kind of, it flip flopped. And then, and so um, right before she left to go on this, this run, she and her husband got into this big argument and, and you find out some things about Emery as the book continues and it starts to make you wonder all these different players that she's now come into contact with, what's really going on? Mm. And I really liked <clears throat> her character because she's intelligent and strong and but really trying to kind of figure, you know, some other things out, too. But it just it kept me going. Like I like I said, I didn't know who to trust or when. So. Hmm. But. It was really, really good. I would highly recommend it, especially if you've never read Sandra Brown before. I think it's a good first one to start with. I put it in my list because Rachel recommended it to me yesterday. It's good. It sounds interesting. Um, so is there a whole controversy over her becoming missing? Is that kind of what the book's about? It is, but through the whole thing, she's missing, but she's not. Oh. Sort of thing and so you're figuring things out as she is Mm -hmm. but you're figuring things out from every player's point of view and then there's some things going on that you're learning and she you're learning with her Hmm. on some things too so it's it's really good and I like all the different voices in it and I like the emotional roller coaster it had because like I said I would like a character at one in one chapter and the next I'm like you're an Awful you don't person. like him anymore. Yeah, I'm like yeah. you're, a, you're an asshole, hmm. and then you flip flop back and forth and back and forth. But wow, it was really good. I would highly recommend it. And I've purchased several other books of hers based off of how much I like this book. So now we've lost Martha. We have. <laughs> so again, that was Mean Streak by Sandra Brown. It sounds really good. It was. It is really good. And now we have to wait. There must have been an emergency because she just left out of here running. Yeah. Uh-huh. I had to put my phone down because I was in a condom black hole. (laughs) (laughs) Don't most condoms end up in a black hole? (laughs) I mean, one way or the other, that's where they're bound to go. (laughs) There were too many, too many fun ones. (laughs) I really feel like we we missed the mark on being able to cash into that market. (laughs) Well, that one was on Etsy's and it was called Condom Art. And people think of everything. I know. They really do. There's one that's the Grinch. No. They have the Grinch condom. Oh, my God. They're so fun. Like, it's okay. It's not It's not gangrene, I promise. It's it's a Grinch condom. <laughs> it's just the Grinch. It's fine. Why is your thing green with a white trim? <laughs> it's supposed to smell ring. like that, I promise. <laughs> it's strawberry flavor. It's okay. <laughs> Savory <book> strawberry. I... <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Strawberries and cream. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I joined this um, Crochets Addict Uncensored. I thought you were going to say something else about holiday condoms. Me too. I was really excited. (laughs) It's penis related. Okay. Okay, good. And they, people crochet the weirdest shit. I'm sure they do. This one is um, hats for, um, for holiday weenies. And it is a penis, and she's crocheted hats to put over top of the penis, so the only thing shows is the bottom of the balls. Do you have to crocheting holiday condoms? Oh my god! Yeah, it's basically a a crocheted holiday condom. I wouldn't use it though because it might yeah might might get sticky. No, well I was well that didn't. I was thinking it wouldn't be very it wouldn't be very effective. Yeah, but yeah, ouch! Man, I totally missed all this. I had to leave the room, and I missed this. No, she just started this. Oh. Oh, and you missed somebody, the dark I'm, hole comments, but you can and the go back Santa hat condom. I'm sure I'm going to get all of this when I do the editing, and I'll be calling and you guys. And somebody up. made this pillow. It's called a peekaboo pillow. It's a hat that has. It's like um, a low riding pair of jeans on a guy, and one side you can see his butt crack, and the other one is like his flies down, and you can see a penis, full on with hair. 
This guy does I not think shave. That people need to ask themselves whether or not they should do something, even if they can do something. You know what it makes me they think should. of? Have you ever watched that Keys and Peel have some YouTube videos? Mm-hmm. And one of them, um, the guy um, is crocheting a coaster for his, like a coffee coaster, koozie. Sure. And it has balls on the bottom of it. It's <laughs> basically a ball sack that you put your cup into. There's a company that one of my coworkers likes, and they basically make man purses or satchels, as he says, but they're called nut sacks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I really thought you were going to talk about the uh, the coasters that someone crochets and it's on Etsy and their cat butts. I love those. Oh, those are so yeah. cute. No, but I did have a follow-up question about the... We'll call it a dick sock, I guess. I don't know. Do you have to send her measurements? Like, how does she know it fits? Or is it like a one-size-fits-all scenario? About the, that sounds like a real hats. bummer for yeah, guys who are less well-endowed. Well, no, it's yeah. for this crochet yeah. penis that she made. Oh. So, I don't know. You know, I guess you could. Like a, like a leg warmer, but for... <clears throat> I, well, you could probably just set her inches so that make if sure the half's long enough. If your penis is cold, there's a problem. <laughs> That's all cold, I have to say about that. Put Listen, your pants back on. Yeah, just, maybe, maybe you don't like pants. We're talking about <laughs> games in the bedroom. Sometimes you want to sleep naked, but your penis gets cold, so you have to put a hat on. That, or could you like, make it into other things? So, like, if you could do helicopter, like, does it make like cool designs? Oh my God. I, I found a crochet I'm pattern. I'm never going to be able to get into my subject now. I found a crochet pattern for underwears that was an elephant trunk. They were really cool. I've seen those. I've seen those. It even too. had like the little ears on either side. I want to make one. Well, why would you want to wear crochet? Crocheted underwear, like that sounds so uncomfortable. Well, I mean, I'm sounds sure you breathable. wouldn't wear it for long. That's fair. You just put it on long enough to get a little laugh. Did you give your title an artist? Yes, yeah. Did. Okay, just checking since I wasn't in the room during that moment. Since the radio station was having meltdown issues and I had to go fix things. We oh. commented that we lost you, so we're good. Sorry, sorry about that. Okay. We figured it was a station thing. Yeah. So can we switch over? Can I? Can we change the subject now, please? Is it going to be sad? You Is it going to be weird? About penis Is it going to be anymore? scary? Well, we can talk about penis hats all day long. You know I love hats. it. There's one for uh, Thanksgiving so too. <laughs> Look at the little ghost. Look at the penis hats. Okay, Tom, what kind of penis hats do you want? I got to go home and make your Look present at now. The little ghost. <laughs> I love that. He refuses to comment. <laughs> He's being silent. <laughs> oh no no! Ninja Turtle. He loves Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Turtle. <laughs> I. I think I have that color at home. Make Which yes. one do you want? A penis hat. You need to make one for Garrett too. What since kind you're of, making them? What kind of um, Ninja you know Turtle? You know, would never wear Which it. Which one? So don't make Come him Montana, one. Pick your Ninja Donatello, Turtle. Donatello, Michelangelo. <laughs> Whichever the blue one is, he likes blue. <laughs> Having a blue penis does not sound like a good idea. No, no it's just the blue his Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle. Just for the oh. for the mask. Yeah. You know, blue isn't a healthy color for a penis. <laughs> Well, probably Blue isn't a healthy color for anything. Yeah. The green probably isn't a healthy color either, but Ew, that's the color of the Ninja festering. Turtle. That's disgusting. Yeah. Well, they make Grinch condoms. Vani found them. Yeah, I found some Grinch oh my condoms. God. <laughs> oh, you missed that too. <laughs> okay, guys, let me get this out of the way so we can get back to our penis talk. Okay, hold on. You can keep looking stuff up if you this want. Is the I gotta worst get this digression out. we've had in a long time. <laughs> and I missed much. most of it. Okay, I'm here sorry. we go. I'm going to tell you all about my book. Okay. You're going to just die, okay? I found this book when looking at the Goodreads, what do you call that, where they nominate all the books, the end of the year awards for Goodreads. And usually what happens is I look at those lists and I haven't read any of the books. So this year I was like, you know what? I'm really going to try to read some of these books. And I did. And I found a lot of books that I really liked on there. Well, this one I just finished. And I'm first going to go on the record by saying I never, ever would have chosen this book otherwise. Hmm. It's called The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. It has been described as a gorgeously aching love letter to stories, storytellers, and the doors they lead us through. Absolutely enchanting. Christina hmm. Henry said that. That sounds a little like a romance. Well, no, it kind of was, <gasps> but more so, it was a combination of a lot of things. Really, if I were to try to compare it to something, which is really hard, 
The closest thing I can think of is the night circus. Interesting. I ha- I'm going to go on record in saying that this book is going, you're, any one of you guys could read this book and love it. Excellent. But I almost didn't keep reading it because I could kind of see where it was going. Mm-hmm. But it was so well written and so compelling that I kept reading it. And wow, it's, I've got chills right now. It was really a good book. Ooh. It was about, it was one of those coming of age stories, which is usually the ones that I end up liking the best. Mm-hmm. It also had magic, but it was more of a portal fantasy. I don't know if you guys know what a portal fantasy is. Sort of like Doors Between Worlds. Like Narnia. Sort of. In the very in one of the very first scenes of the book, there's a little girl and she is out in a field near her home and she sees a door. This blue door standing in the middle of the field. And she goes over and she opens it and she meets this boy. And they don't speak the same language, but they have this connection. And hence the sort of beginning of a love story. But she ends up leaving. The door closes. This man comes along and destroy and buys the land and destroys the door. Well, and then the book goes on to other things. Okay. So the main story takes place with this little girl named January. And she is in the care of a very rich man because her father is out traveling the world and finding treasures for him for his little personal museum. Hmm. So her dad is out traveling all the time. Well, she's an unusual looking girl. She's not quite a little black girl. She's more like, I don't know. They, she, they describe her as unusual or bronze. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's not... She doesn't look anything like this rich man's daughter, but yet she's being raised by him, basically. And she gets to travel with him, and she's treated very well and just really kept, you know. And the story is about her discovery of doors as well and her unusual childhood. She finds this book, and the book is really the key to all of it, because she's reading this story, and as she reads the story, she discovers her connection to it. I, I just don't know how else to explain, but there are doors to other worlds involved. There's even this one, which is one of my favorites, where moves to this top of this mountain area, and she builds a boat, and then disappears through this doorway where there's an ocean on the other side. Well, she built a boat so she could go <clears throat> purposely take off through this. Going. Right, exactly. And that's just a taste of some of the little weirdnesses that happen. But the main thing stays true to the story of that little girl. And it was so incredibly well-written and so compelling as a story that I just fell in love with it. And it's not my kind of book at all, but it is a debut. So yesterday when we were out shopping for books, I found a first edition copy of that book. And I'm going to tell you right now on this podcast that that book is going to be worth money someday. Ooh. I said that about the Night Circus too. Yay. You guys don't look, you look underwhelmed. All of you look underwhelmed. I, I no, think it's I wanted good. to read the synopsis, but I couldn't remember what you said the name. Uh, the 10,000 Doors of January. Is it written out or is it? It's written out. The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow is the name of the book and it, the uh, author. It reminds me of these children books I read. They're for teens and they're called. Well, they're I, not children, children. It's yeah. more like the blanket YA. Like they're more yeah. like. Well, I was a little confused teenagers. by that part of it. Um, it's not officially categorized as a YA. Mm -hmm. It's a fantasy. And there's really not anything objectionable in the book Mm -hmm. that I recall running into. It's all very innocuous. So it would be okay for a kid to read? I'm guessing it's because they want to market it as as a prestige book. It could be. Um, 
but it's not, that not that's it bad. doesn't feel like a YA book to me because it's not really heavy on the love and romance. It's more mm-hmm. heavy on the, it's almost like the romance is in the background. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the story, but only as a thread, mm-hmm. not as a main character. Really hmm. It's almost like a coming of age. It is a coming of age yeah. novel. You do like those kind of books. I do. All of the best okay. books that I mm-hmm. end up loving the most mm-hmm. are all about 13-year-old kids. All of them. Yeah. I did read um, boy, The Boy Who Swallowed the Universe. Uh-huh. Boy, boy Swallows Who's... Universe. And it was okay. But you didn't I love it? I don't think it's the next Goldfinch. Yeah, well. Um, I, I would do. still probably give it like, you know, a four. But there yeah, are parts but I, of it. I'm a weirdo, so I do tend to go up a little when, when it comes to the weird elements. Now, this book I was prepared not to like because I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but my book that I wrote is a portal fantasy. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's about extra worlds and dimensions and whatnot. Portal fantasies. fantasies. <laughs> I can't talk today. Might be, they might be okay. I don't know if I would like them or not. You know how I don't like other worlds? Yeah. So. Well, this one, mine is like that. And every time I run into a portal fantasy, I usually will stop reading it. Because I don't want to be swayed by that if I ever do finish my book. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did finish it, but I don't like it. But if I ever go back and do it and publish it, I don't want to be swayed by other people's visions. Mm-hmm. But I went ahead and finished this anyway, and I'm glad that I did, because it's really not that heavy on the fantasy. It, there's no world building involved. It's not that kind of a book at mm-hmm. all. It's about the stories of the people involved. It almost has, I don't know, some elements that remind me of The Time Traveler's Wife. Similar, maybe just a little bit. I didn't really like the time traveler. So I didn't. There either, were sections of it that I liked, but uh. the thing that I liked about this one was mainly what you discover when I go through and I don't know the ending. When I haven't figured out what the connection is between the characters, and then I find out at the end, I'm really happy. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what happened with this. And it felt satisfying to me at the end, even though. There was kind of a little bow on it at the end, which I don't really like. So that would really be the only downside of it for me. But I think that just like the Night Circus, it's going to be more popular than what I felt about it. Even though I did give it five stars, it would be just barely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whoever wrote the overview, as well as a lot of the editorial reviews, I mean... They are very lyrically written and just, they make yeah. it sound beautiful. Well, it is a beautiful novel. It, it, it really falls into the category of something that you go, wow, that's a debut. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really well written. And the audiobook was excellent. I was right in there. I mean, I could not DNF it, even though I wanted to let it go because I knew what kind of a book it was. I, got sucked in. I have book news for you. Yes? Yeah, so I was on the Twitter the other day. But so earlier this year, I think it was this year, you reviewed a Hank Green book. I did. The one with the Carls. I did. His follow-up is coming out. Really? Yeah, and it's a number two to the book with the Carls, which its name was an absolutely remarkable thing. Which was an excellent book and was one of my best books of the year last year. So his follow-up is coming out in July 2020, and it is called A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. And it is... I guess I'll have to get on hold for that. Also about the Carls. I love the Carls. The yeah. Carls are so fun. I really liked that book. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, I know someone who read that. Yep. She'll be excited about a second one. I am excited. Awesome. So back to the penis warmers. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you think um, Jessica would be offended if I text her and asked her how big Garrett's penis was? No, but you know what you could do? You could just send the pattern to her and she can crochet it herself. Well, no, she's it's also more a pro- fun if Vonnie gave but it to her as a gift. She's a prolific crocheter but, um, now. It's not as much fun that way. But I want to give it as a gift. 
<laughs> the inappropriate gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> this is for both of you. Just take <laughs> random question. All I need, length and girth. That's all I need. That's all I need to know. Well, here's an, here's another question, though. Do you allow for growth? Or is are we measuring flaccid or are we measuring erect? I guess that would be preference. <laughs> That, what if you could make it like this cool pop-out thing if we put it on and then when it grows, the pattern... You could. They have elastic yarn. Yes. You make it a little elastic-y. Make it in a really loose stitch so that, you know... Hey, I'm. T- if you're going to have fun with it, have fun with it. I mean, it's got to be practical. <laughs> it's got to be practical. what I'm saying. You got to allow for growth and shrinkage. Exactly. Especially... I mean, it's winter. It might be a little cold. Yes. Now, I can kind of see the logic in wanting to keep it warm because when they get cold, they do tend to hide. Mm-hmm. Well, how awesome would it be if you did the elephant panties for guys and... You don't call them panties when they're for guys. <laughs> I know. Bonnie. Fine. Manties. Tom. The manties. <laughs> Come on. Chime in here now. That is ultimately what you wear, are, right? <laughs> And, and the Tom trunk not actually wear grew. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.